Welcome to another edition of the Dementia Care Partner Talk Show. Now, here's dementia care expert Tifa Snow and your host, Greg Phelps. Hello and welcome to the Positive Approach to Care podcast series on all things dementia brought to you by Senny. Senny brand is a high quality line of adult disposable briefs and underwear that helps people living with bladder leaks retain their dignity and confidence to enjoy everyday activities with less worry. The full breathability and super absorbency features of SETI products allows incontinent people to sleep through the night and awake in the morning more alert, with lower risk of falls, UTIs, and skin breakdowns. Caregivers benefit too, as people wearing SETI products require less changes with less soiled sheets and garments to launder. One life at a time, SETI products are improving the quality of life for people living with incontinence. Hello, and I'm your host, Greg Phelps, along with the brains of the organization, Tipa Snow. And Tipa, as long as I've known you, a couple of weeks now, I don't recall incontinence ever coming up as a discussion on any of our podcasts or any of the series that I've attended or certifications. Is this a taboo subject? And if so, why? Oh, very interesting, because certainly I think it's one of the hottest topics among those who provide support and care, the difference between uh, promoting continence and then managing incontinence. So it's actually something that tends to be a key feature of life for many people living with dementia and becomes a key point of contention among people trying to support people living with dementia. So is this a matter of the brain forgets or is this a physical change or complicated? Remember how one time when we talked about falls, I used that word multifactorial. Well, we're back to that again. So incontinence or the inability to be continent is partly due to brain changes, but it's also due to changes in the wiring to the nervous system that controls managing urine and feces and those sorts of things. And the awareness of how much time has gone by and how much time you need to allow for yourself to get from point A to point B. And then the ability to use your hands and your fingers and your body to get things out of the way and then sit down and then have the ability to find the toilet. I mean, it's it's an incredibly complicated task And there's neurophysiology, but there's also just the practical aspects of mobility and uh, visual skills and motor skills. And, you know, it's just, it's way complicated. (laughs) I should have known better than to ask you if there was a simple answer on this. So... Is this something that we should start being aware of as soon as somebody, and I hate using this term, as soon as somebody is given the diagnosis of, you've got dementia, should we start thinking about this? Well, it might actually be smart to pay attention to people we care about even before that. Like, people tend to build patterns of when they go to the restroom, when they go to the ladies, whatever it is you call it. You guys up there in Canada, you call it something different. You go to the washroom. That's the washroom, what you do. Yeah. go to the washroom. And Put on down a load of wash. To, yeah, there you go. <laughs> we go to rest. That's not what we're doing either. So we have these little code words. But, you know, the reality is, you know, it'd be helpful to know sort of what your pattern is. Like, are you go frequently in the morning and then not so much in the afternoon? Are you more of a, a you only go a couple times, but when you go, wow. Or is it changing? And paying attention to how often people even go to the bathroom and then for males, um, 
because one of the common issues for men is bladder outlet obstruction. In other words, the prostate sort of creates a sort of like a block on either side, which makes it hard to get the urine out. Whereas women have problems with sphincter control. And so they're likely to have more issues with ooh, 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 leak, 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 or they, they laugh and oh geez, <laughs> that was a surprise or when I go to get up um, or I get anxious. And so I put the key in the door and then it's like, oh gosh, there, oh, so it's called urgency or there's functional incontinence and stress incontinence. So, you know, noticing that our bladders might be changing and our management of our bladders could be changing even before dementia might, might give us a hint that it's not just dementia that causes challenges with managing urine uh, for sure, but you know, less so with feces. So when we get to having bowel things, that should really be a hmm, wonder what's going on here kind of thing. Um, but I, yes, sort of. I, I, yeah, you know I think that we've all walked in on situations where the first thing that hits you is an aroma. Mm. And generally, <laughs> I think not they call it odor, Greg. I'm not sure aroma is the first. Aroma sounds positive. Odor is like, oh, whoa, stale, old, intense. So, <sighs> why can't the person who has had this problem, accident, mm -hmm. why can't they smell that perhaps they should ask for some attention? that's another one of those brain change things. So in order to pick up on odors that are risky or dangerous or problematic odors, your, your message from your nose to your brain has to be one of alert, alert. This is not a good smell. This is not a safe smell. So body odor, spoiled food, uh, gas, and things like urine and feces are not noticed as dangerous or problematic anymore. And what we don't notice is it, it's hard for us to accept they can't possibly, I mean, sure, how could they miss this? <laughs> and yet, evidently, they are missing it because they're not noticing it. And it might be theirs or it might be the dogs or the cats where they're, what we then figure out is, oh, they're forgetting to take the dog out. Oh, my, they didn't notice the cat box hasn't been changed. Because this is, you know, when we start to notice those things, our brain should automatically go, ooh, I wonder if they're making it to the bathroom easily or if it's getting to be a challenge. Um, and there are different kind of challenges around this whole thing, too. So there, there are clues, but thank you for pointing out that there were some danger signs in there. Because if you're not smelling feces, you're not smelling what? Other things? What? What yeah, I mean, so with spoiled food, so not taking the trash out, but also possibly eating things that aren't safe. Um, because you just leave it in the fridge and just scrape the mold off and eat the rest. And your nose is just not picking up on, I thought I put it in the fridge. I actually threw it in the microwave and then I open up two days later and go, oh, mac and cheese, great. And so some of the things that I might have problems with, which is, let's say if I eat mac and cheese, that's like two or three days late, I might end up with an upset stomach or I might end up with diarrhea. Um, which is a problem with your feces control. And so, you know, then I have this incontinence episode or some meds can do that too. Um, sometimes we put a lot of stress on a system and we'll see it has problems. And if you weren't smelling the spoiled food, then you probably won't smell the diarrhea issue. Um, and you don't notice you still, I mean, as gross as it sounds, you may not even notice you have it under your fingernails or have it on your clothing or it's on the wall because, you know, then we also have some other changes that might be going on as well. So 
I imagine this is very similar to some of the other topics where we that we've talked about, in that it probably wouldn't help if I walked into your house and said, Tipa, you stink. Well, only if you want to leave my house quickly. <laughs> Are you trying to leave? <laughs> Versus offer care? I don't know. <laughs> so pointing this out is not necessarily the best approach. I mean, people have certainly tried it, and you can certainly shame people sometimes. But you want to, I mean, that's a dangerous precedent because then we're building a relationship on you're right, I'm wrong. And if I don't like that, then I start to try to hide things from you. Um, I find wet things and I stick them places. I hide them places. And since I'm not smelling them, I'm really, and I don't remember having done it. I just got panicky because I know you get upset with me when I do things. And so this, this whole thing of like shaming someone, it just, you know, we've learned a lot about toilet chaining children and that that's really not a good strategy to use, you know, with other strategies. Um, And I think the same is true about caring for people who are starting to be incontinent, like using shaming might not be our best strategy because it's not like they're not trying to do this. They just truly, we're having a hard time wrapping our head around. They can't hold on to this data or they're missing data. Tipa, You've done videos on on countless other subjects, probably not one on this one, and maybe not one that I would watch, but where can... Well, not until you need it, and then you wish you watched it a while back. <laughs> what can pe- where can people turn for information on this? Um, yeah. I, your consultants probably have some experience in this. They do, and we also have, interestingly enough, we've done some video clips, and I've actually done some in the Morning Tipa for 10 series, and we put them all together in a series because we we do know that continence and incontinence, and I've done a couple webinars on continence and incontinence, and one of the reasons that, you know, we, we were doing some things with Semi is, you know, the quality of the products. When they said things like in that little pre-thing that you did, one of the interesting things was that... You know, I actually would pour like three cups of water into this brief and and hold it up right away and nothing came off. And, you know, three cups is quite a bit. So it does mean that, you know, somebody could be totally incontinent and not necessarily have a result where things are getting wet in the environment and there's this shaming phenomenon. But it also means it wicks stuff away. So, you know, it keeps your skin safe. So it's really an interesting thing. I think the more we're learning about how do we compensate and how do we modify our expectations. Oh, and the other thing that, you know, this this is an example of the quality of some products is that um, it takes away the odor. Hmm. So that thing that's driving my brain to think Mm -hmm. danger, danger is actually, no, it neutralizes that. And it's like, oh. Well, okay, so we wick the moisture, we neutralize the smell, and we absorb. Maybe that's a possibility for some folks so that we've gotten to a place where we can't promote continence, we're, we're managing incontinence. And, you know, then there's a variety of opportunities where, you know, you are just promoting continence, and then we are supporting incontinence, and then we're recognizing the value of sleep versus waking somebody up every couple of hours to try to get them to go to the bathroom to see if we can't get them to pee during that time or them waking up and going, ooh, 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 I've got to go and rushing and then having an accident. So, you know, there's a lot to be picked apart. And so we did do a few a few sessions, but maybe not as many as we need to. Tipa, thank you very much. Another taboo subject, shown the daylight. Talk <laughs> about them all.
We do indeed. <laughs> Thanks, you've Greg. Been, you've been listening to the podcast, the Positive Approach to Care podcast series. If you'd like more information on today's topic or any other information related to dementia care, check out our website at tipasnow.com.